going to look a little while this morning about when I grow up. When I grow up. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 41. The Word of God says, Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was there in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him were amazed in his understanding of his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Don't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew up in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. I'm going to ask Mr. Randy Davis to lead us in word of prayer. Randy? You may be seated. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Don't you know I have been in my father's house when I grow up? Has anybody ever asked you before, what do you hope to be? When you grow up, what do you hope to be when you grow up? Now, a lot of you know the answer that I gave many, many years ago. A lot of you know what that is. But the rest of you that don't, what do you think that I wanted to be when I was young and my plan was when I became an adult and grew up some? you have any idea what that may be? Well, mine was a preacher. What was the other one, folks? And a basketball player. And my teacher asked me that when I was in elementary school. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember writing it on my piece of paper. She can tell you, I still can't do that cursive writing too good. I'm still just a printer. And it was big letter print that I printed. When I grow up, I want to be a basketball player and a preacher. Well, I can tell you this morning, I got 50% right. That's not, not too bad, right? Was you ever asked that question when you were growing up? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? What do you hope that the future looks like for you in your life? Do you remember what you answered? A lot of you may say, well, I want to be a school teacher, want to be a policeman, want to be a fireman. I wanted to be this, or I, I wanted to be that. When you're young, you have every aspiration in all the world, don't you? You do anything and everything. Freedom is, you're just out there. You have the freedom to do whatever you think. You have the choice to go off to college. I remember when I went off to college, it says, what degree do you want to do work on? What classes do you want to have? And they gave me all these choices. And out of all those choices... I had to decide for the next four, five, sometimes six years of college, right, of what I was going to be and what I was going to do and what, 
what my studies were all going to be about. You have all those freedoms. Do you remember what yours were? What did they look like? Some of you may say this morning, well, Brother Paul, I got, I'm on track with you. I got 50% right of what I thought I was going to be when I grew up. I got 50% of it. Some of you may say, well, guess what, preacher? What I thought I was going to be and what I am has nothing to do with the other, right? That's a big percentage of people, amen? Just didn't know, didn't know. Well, praise be to God, that's okay, isn't it? Because what you have to realize is when you ask that question, when I grow up, it's not exactly what you have, how you have to answer it. You have to look at what God wants you to be when you grow up, right? What does God want your life to look like? What is God? I truly believe that God is, in, in, is working in your life when? Every day. And it's nonstop, isn't it? God is working with you every day to mold you and shape you into the person that he hopes you to become. Now, sometimes we don't listen and sometimes we're stubborn. Any of the rest of you stubborn at all? No, you're not at all, are you? But sometimes we just don't want to listen to God. We want to say, God, this is what I want to be. This is how much money I want to make, right? This is what title I want to have. This is where I want to live. This is what I want to drive. This is what I want to do. And God, this is my plan and this is going to be my only plan. Nothing can change that. Well, let me tell you, we serve a God that's not too good with you deciding and giving ultimatums, do we? We serve a God that says, you're not in control. We serve a God that says, I can bring you back to where you need to be rather quickly. I can let you know who is in control. So as you have grown up, what's happened to you? I said a lot of you this morning can't uh, say that you chose what and said when you were younger what you wanted to be, and that's what you are today. But a lot of us have grown up to be parents, haven't we? Amen? Well, you look over in the Scriptures, over in Proverbs 22, 5, it says, In the paths of the wicked are snares and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far from them. Start off a child in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I believe today one of the greatest things you can grow up to be is a good parent. Amen? You got that picture in your mind? I didn't say just grow up to be a parent. Right? I believe today that we need good Christian parents, don't we? That teach their kids some things. I truly believe today that we need to hear more of God in our houses, don't we? And in our homes. Our kids need to realize that not only is this our home, but it is also God's home. And God is the one that is protecting us. And God is the one that is taking care of us. That God is there for us. Now the scripture says that we are supposed to train up a child in what? In the way it should go. Now, all you school teachers and others and retired school teachers and all of those that are here this morning, don't get on me too bad, all right? I believe reading and writing and arithmetic and all those others are important. Amen? 
Our kids need to know those things. But I also believe our kids need to know about God from their parents. Right? Because Lord knows a lot of parents are teaching a lot of things to their kids they don't need to be teaching them. I've dealt with kids that know how to use meth at a very young age. I know kids that can name drugs and tell you what certain pills that mom and dad takes. I know kids that can tell you certain things and answer certain questions that they should not be answering at that young age. They learn, don't they? What parents have to realize is your kids are watching you every day, aren't they? On your good days and your bad days. They see how you live your life. They see how much you care. You know, many, many years ago when I was a youngster, and the rest, a lot of the rest of you, parents and their kids spent time together, didn't they? They ate what? Around the kitchen table together. You knew it was 5 o'clock, be home to eat or forget it. There wasn't anything else left. And you would come home and you would eat and you would talk about your day and you would hear about what's going on and that was what you would do. And if you were going to do anything else the rest of the night inside, everybody went to the living room and sat down and watched what? You watched TV together with your three stations that you had and that's all you did. And you sat there together and everybody was together. Now I've heard people say, well, preacher, times have changed. The Lord knows they have, haven't they? Well, I believe we serve a God that hasn't changed. But we've just decided to change. What do you see now at most family homes? Everybody's got their own little devices, don't they? What do you see them? They're all sitting there, can be engaged and come over for Christmas and for Thanksgiving and we were getting ready to eat and Gage was looking at his phone. Cammie was looking at his phone, her phone. And I said, kids, put the phones away while we eat now. We're going to eat. We're going to pray. Well, you would have thought that I would shot them or yelled at them or caused some horrific thing. I got to put my phone down. I, I, I can't look at it. Folks, I believe that's what's wrong today. Parents have decided, I'll let their phone parent them. Or I'll let their computer parent them. And why? Well, if they're on that, they're what? They're leaving me alone. I can have some peace. I can have some quiet. I can do whatever I want to do. Well, folks, I believe one of the things that we have lost out is Parents talking to their kids about God because they never see their kids. And they live in the same house together. Amen? What do we need? Scripture says, bring up a child in the way they should go. What does that mean? That means that inside of your home, when you grow up to be a good parent like God wants you to be, inside of your home, God is something that needs to be heard and talked about. God is something that needs to be shared and taught, taught about. Many of you have heard me say, when I was a young boy, even in my teenage years, no matter when I got home, and I remember I would always think, Lord, don't, 
hey, I wish he would have stopped doing this. I, I wish I wouldn't have to do this every time. But when I would get home, my dad would sit down with me before he got on me for breaking curfew and getting calls about things I had done during the night. My dad would sit down with me and read the upper room with me and pray with me and read scriptures with me. And I remember thinking to myself, Lord, I wish he would forget one night, but dad never did. When was the last time the word of God was spoken in your house to your kids? When was the last time you prayed as a family with your kids? When was the last time that you said, let's, let's, put, all, let's put everything else away and let's just have some family time? It's not eat on trays or everybody eating shifts. Let's get together and let's eat. Let's have that. Now, I've heard a lot of people say, well, preacher, I brought my child up and and I brought my child up in the best I knew, and I took them to church, and I told them about God, and I did my very best to, to make sure they heard about God, and they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not listening. They're not doing it. They're not doing it the way God wants them to do. Well, if one of the things, folks, always remember this, and make sure you hear me on this part, never give up on your kids. You don't know. It's not your plan when that God saves them, Right? It's not your plan when they ask God to come into their heart and their life. It's on whose time? On God's time. And their time working together with God. Don't give up on them. It'd be great. Wouldn't you love that every 14-year-old boy or girl, wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be great if every one of them was saved? Amen? But I believe God can save them at 14. He can save them at 20. He can save them at 50. He can save them at 70. He can save them at 80. He can save them when all that, whenever that is. Don't give up on them. Don't say you're a terrible parent. No. Just know that God is working with them. When I grow up, I want to be a parent. Not only do I want to be a parent, I want to be a good parent. And beyond that, I want to be a Christian parent. When I grow up, I want to be a good husband or wife. A lot of us have that on our resume today don't we or in ephesians 5 32 it says this is a profound mystery but i am talking about christ in the church however each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband now before i go any farther make sure you hear this we here at bethlehem church believe a marriage is between a husband and and a wife, a man, and a what? A woman. Okay, so let's get all that out there first. That's what, that's what marriage means, okay? But marriage is an interesting thing. When I grow up, I want to be a, a husband. I want to be a wife. I want to have those things. Well, one of the things I've realized is marriage is, is an ongoing process, <laughs> It's just not something that you say, I've got it. You, you, I promise you never get a handle on it. There's always something different there, isn't there? And there'll be some people say, well, we haven't, we've never argued, preacher. We have the perfect marriage. And then I want to say, well, you need to come down to this altar and you need to be praying a little bit. Amen? Because <laughs> that's just not possible. That, that, that's just not right. 
Because every marriage is going to have their ups and their downs and their sideways and things that you don't understand. I remember when Sheila and I were first married and she told me that I learned what the negative thing meant when you're at the bank. That means you don't have no money, amen? And they want you to be on the positive side. Marriages have to figure that out, don't you? It's not just that you love somebody now. You, you've got responsibilities. You've got responsibilities. When I grow up, when I grow up, I, I want to be a good husband or a good wife. And beyond that, I want to be a what? A good Christian husband and a wife. I want to do my very best to be together. You see, I believe being married is more than just those, those vows that you say. I'm going to be giving those to some folks this afternoon. And I've done them so many times. She'll tell you, I can rattle them off. I don't even need my little black book. Sometimes I can't see my little black book. So thank God I could remember, <laughs> remember what the words are. But it, it's there. And you go, go right through it. But marriage is just more than those words that you say, isn't it? Marriage is something that it becomes an emotion. I don't know many of you could say this about your wife, but you know who my best friend is? That's Sheila Mills, and I'm married to her. Your, your marriage should be something like that, shouldn't it? Where there is equal respect for each other. There's equal parts to this. And, and a husband is no more important in that marriage than doing the will of God than a wife is. You work together as a team. You work together. When I grow up, I want to be a good husband or I want to be a good wife. I want to be able to see that because why do you do that? Why, why is that? You not only do that, but you want your kids to be able to see what a good daddy looks like and what a good Christian mama looks like. And you want your kids to put that on them as they grow up, that they remember those things. They remember what moms should do and what dads should do, and they don't give up. I think that's one of the problems that we have in society today is we give up so easy, don't we? Don't like it here, I'll go there. Don't like it there, I'll go here. I'll do this over here, whatever that may be. That's not what God wants us to be. God wants us to be together. Now, you've got two big job titles already, don't you? When I grow up, I want to be a good parent. When I grow up, I want to be a good Christian spouse. Well, you know, hopefully when all of us grow up, we want to learn how to do God's will, don't we? Do God's will. This scripture I read to you this morning, it's pretty powerful when you think about it now, okay? Here's Jesus. How old is he? Twelve. Twelve years old. Okay? I remember when I was 12 years old, I don't think I was doing a whole lot thinking about, well, I'm going to do my very best to glorify God and be a part of God. I was just planning to do whatever I wanted to. But what was Jesus? Here's Jesus and Mary and sweet Joseph as they went there to do the will that they were supposed to do. And here's Jesus, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and they go and Jesus, as Mary and Joseph are leaving, they realize after a, what did the scripture say? After a day's, day's journey, 
they'd forgot him, which meant that it was going to take them how long to go back to find him? Another day. And then the scripture says that it took them how long? Three days to find him totally. Boy, thank God there wasn't social services back then. Amen. <laughs> Jesus may have wound up place with a relative or, or something else, mightn't he? But after three days, and what do you think Mary Joseph was thinking? Now, Mary Joseph's worried to death. Well, we've lost our son. But Mary Joseph is thinking, oh, my goodness. We lost the son of God. Amen. What's God going to do to us? We have lost his son. But Jesus had it under control, didn't he? Jesus knew something. When he grew up and every day of his life, it was not about him. Amen. It was not about Mary and Joseph. It was all about doing his father's will. He knew that no matter what. We live in such an I society, don't we? we? We just do. Everybody wants everything to be about them. You ever have conversations with people and you can't talk to them about your own problems because they just want to talk to you about their what? Their problems. And no matter what your problems is, they can trump your problems, can't they? It's like they have them stored up. And they, they know what they are. So I, I tell you what my situation is, what my problem is. Well, but wait, well oh, I, I feel bad for yours. But wait, here's mine. And it's a whole lot worse. And it's a whole lot worse. What would Jesus say about that? Well, you know, Jesus would say, you need to be about your father's business, don't you? It's not about you. It's not about something else. It's about you saying, don't worry about me. I'm going to do my Father's will. Today, folks, I believe that's one of the things we all need to grow up to be better at, isn't it? We need to be better at doing whose will? God's will. And we need to say that we are growing up to emphasize our own life in saying to ourselves that I am going to listen to God. God is going to be in control. I believe truly and honestly, if you decide today when I grow up, I'm going to do God's will. You can be a better mom or you can be a better dad or you can be a better husband or you can be a better wife. And Lord knows you can be a better Christian, right? When I grow up, I want to be like Jesus who says, I'm about my father's business. I want to be in my father's house. I want to be with my father. I want to hear what my father is telling me, and I want to do his will no matter what it is. Today, folks, I don't know. One thing I do know, we're all still growing. Amen? That will never stop until the roll is called up yonder. You're still growing. I learn things every day. Some things I don't want to learn, and... Some days I'll turn the news on and I'll watch the news. Some days I turn the news on and I watch the news and I watch all that scrolling down there. There's just some days I say, I can't read the scrolling part. It's too bad, right? Because I learn too much. Learn too much. We're learning every day. When you grow up, 
Hope you will grow up to be more like God and do God's will. So today, whatever God's talking to you about, whatever that may be, maybe you need to be a better what? Better mom or a better dad. Maybe you need to be a better husband. Maybe you need to be a better wife. Or maybe you need to be a better Christian who is doing it God's will and God's way. Whatever that is today, praise be to God. I am so glad today that God doesn't hold when I ask for forgiveness of those things in my life. I am so thankful today that God forgives me. Amen? It's gone. And you are washed white as snow. Don't live in the past. Live in the future. Truly believe that the future has something for you when you are doing it God's way and you are growing up in God's eyes. So today, whatever that may be that God is talking to you about, I invite you to come and I'll pray here with you at the altar. You can pray right there at the pew where you are. But wherever you are, make sure you have that conversation with God today. Listen to him this morning as we have our closing song.